0: is read by Star Trek Zone Jadzia Dax Terry Farrell.
2: Does this human
0: creature belong in space? My hardest instincts tell me that to believe otherwise would be to suggest that we should have remained a three foot anthropod confined to the central African plains.
1: And it is our pleasure to welcome back one last time, Yay! the fabulous actress, Charisma Carpenter, welcome back. It's been such a pleasure having you all week, Charisma.
2: Oh my gosh, thank you, Trent. It's been nice deep diving into these existential uh, conversations with you.
1: Yeah, Jean gave us so many amazing quotes and so much food for thought, and it's it's such a pleasure to to talk about them with you. So okay. this one, this one is is kind of um, speaks to like evolution, don't you think? <laughs>
0: Uh, I think the thing that strikes me about this quote, because I'm not sure when it was written, right, but it wasn't recently. And I love that Mr. Roddenberry, first of all, understands that life probably did originate in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because that's been debated a lot, and it seems like people try to go out of their way to say, no, it wasn't Africa anywhere but Blackieville. So I love that he's like, listen, we evolved. And my other thought about this quote is, I just realized we're a creationist nightmare, aren't we? We are an... (laughs) 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 No, but we really are, because this quote is kind of about... um, you know, we bothered to crawl out of the primordial ooze. And even mm-hmm. um, I've mentioned it on here before. I wrote a tarot book, right? And uh one of the cards they have a little thing crawling out of the primordial ooze because it mm-hmm. signifies where we came from and our enlightenment, you know, by the by the end of the card where it is gone to. So I love this. I think it makes perfect sense. He's saying we bother to become sentient beings. So we can do whatever and explore wherever and he's saying his hardest instincts tell me that this is the fate and that makes sense he created star trek so yeah that that's his hardest instinct that yeah. we are meant to be beyond this third rock from the sun that we live mm-hmm.
1: on he's speaking to the to his belief and in my belief as well that space travel is just a part of human evolution like we will Get there. We've already gotten there. So man has already gone into space. But this, this future that he and the legions of fabulous Star Trek writers have created this vision of a future where, uh, you know, we've, mankind has evolved to a point where we have achieved faster than light travel and the, uh, the science to build the spaceships that take us deep to the, you know, farthest reaches of the galaxy. And evolution is a story point that plays pretty often in many of the Star Trek franchises. Uh, the first thing that, that comes to my mind is uh, in Voyager, uh, the the crew of the Voyager, they are in the Delta Quadrant. So they're 70,000 light years away from home. So they're stranded on the other side of the galaxy and it's going to take them 70 years to travel home and they have to figure out how to get home sooner than that. So in the course of their Uh, attempt to, to return home, they come upon a planet of Saurian creatures who, and not to get into the whole story, but it turns out that they were evolved from dinosaur life here on planet Earth. So in the story, it's essentially dinosaurs evolved to sentience and were able to break free of planet Earth before, uh, you know, the asteroid hit and wiped out all all of life on the Earth. And then we started all over again and traveled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy and evolved just like we did. So while we evolved from apes, they evolved from dinosaurs. And it's just such a great sci-fi story. And it's one of my favorites when, you know, now that I'm talking about it, one of my favorites of Voyager. And it just speaks to what is so wonderful about sci-fi in general, but uh, how it resonates with this quote that Gene spoke so many years ago. Space travel is a natural part of human evolution.
2: I I just don't think I could have said it better. And then for you to tie it into the context of his creation, the show, you know, you've said it all. I I just think it's simply, it just means, uh, of course we belong in space. Mm -hmm. You know, of course we belong there just as we we're a tadpole, we've become human, you know, we've gone through everything, we would, of course, eventually continue our journey on into space. Mm -hmm. That seems natural. Yeah, absolutely. Necessary, a part of advancing.
0: Yeah, and part of what you mentioned something before, Charisma, about how these people, um, you know, uh, space pioneers or whatever, or whether it's the past or future, it's kind of the same as when we travel we go somewhere else like you go to another country don't you kind of come back with a a new perspective of your life in america so oh i do yeah me too so i value travel so much for that reason so much um even though there's nothing tangible right it's just your memories but it's It's an experience yeah absolutely and so to tie it in with the quote it's sort of like imagine when there is a casino on Mars. right?
2: Well, mm-hmm. hopefully, it won't just be a casino. Hopefully, we don't do that. I know.
0: I was like, the last, <laughs> but you know what? You know, I How said that that'll be the first thing they <laughs> that <would> no, be- <laughs> That'll be the first thing they build, but like, I don't want that either. Oh I want God. like a Zen garden. But imagine going to another planet. And then, you know, being in a spaceship and and like you see on TV, when Earth is getting smaller and smaller, it's just a little Mm -hmm. dot. What kind of perspective we would get from that, you know, and how much that would help us evolve. Because like if going to Europe made me evolve, you know, I'm pretty sure traveling the galaxy would would help. Would put some perspective on it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it also charming that he refers to humans as creatures? It's kind of like this. It's a. It's a. Yes. It, it, it's a little diminutive, but it's very charming. You know, it equates us with you know animal kind here on planet Earth, who are just as relevant. You know, uh, I think that animals have sentience. They may not communicate in our language, but they obviously communicate with one another. Uh, they have higher brain functions. Why well, don't eat them? Work com- in communities and. In all of that, so I love that you know, Gene often throws in words that are very charming, like this is very poetic, and to refer to humans as this human creature, I, I just love that.
2: That's a great observation.
0: No, it really is. Um, yeah, I love that, Trent. Actually, because you know, obviously, this podcast is not about Star Trek episodes, right? Or thing, but I love that you know the whole canon and history.
1: Well, I know some of it. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> big. And what's really wonderful about Star Trek is even if you know a series and you've watched it once, you have to watch it again because I guarantee you, you miss stuff. And every time I rewatch uh, a series, I always pick up new things. And with yeah. a-, a franchise as storied as Star Trek's, you know, from 1960 up to now and the new series that are coming in the future, it's just such a rich library of, of things to dive into and it's why I love it so much.
0: I also love that. Oh, my.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my.
0: I also love in this quote that Mr. Roddenberry kind of, um, you know, gives room for all of us to evolve. Right. Yes. His confidence in us that we actually.
1: Are it's cap- that optimism.
0: Yeah, that he's so much more optimistic than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he thinks we're capable of achieving a level of peace on Earth so that we can go out and not conquer the galaxy because one of the things in um one of these quotes that i forgot to say but they're kind of a is hopefully applicable to a lot of these is i hope when we go out in space right we do have perspective and we're not roaming out there with a sense of manifest destiny because that's kind of why we're in the situation we're in now you know Mm -hmm. with uh Pete brown people be considered less you know it's that sort of european manifest destiny it is my destiny to go conquer and 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 clobber all the people and plant my flag yeah. here and say my way is best and i think that's one thing star trek all the series are so good at saying no no no, it's, 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 it's not what we do it's not the director right. it's not the missive it's not how we handle things right yeah. we have to yeah. take in other people and have a perspective outside of ourselves. And you spoke about this the other day, Christmas saying, you know, when we're younger actors and we're kind of self-focused as we need to be. But as we get a little, as we grow up, you have, you take a perspective that is bigger than just you, right? The, the world of you. Uh, Cause I, as devastating as it is to realize apparently the whole world does not revolve around me, you know, and once you <laughs> take that in, there's just more space for other people and to have perspective about their life versus your life, you know? Um, I I love, you know, I really love discussing these quotes and Charisma, I want to thank you for making the time in your schedule, right? Just as I do all our guests because everybody's busy. But to me, These quotes, even though they were 30, 40, 20, whatever it was years ago, still resonate and still are food for thought and are still things that we are grappling with today, you know? A hundred
2: percent. We've come
0: through a real watershed. Sadly. I know. I know. But we certainly, listen, we've come through a real watershed moment in the last year. We've spoken about it this week, right? Whether it's personally Mm -hmm. or or the world at large and politics mm-hmm. and all that. And I'm genuinely hoping that this time and reflection about this time means, I think we're in a whole new epoch, is in a whole new time. Like, or if I'm being more optimistic, it's the age of Aquarius, man.
1: Yes, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Hear <Cue> the music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts, you guys, before we wrap up? Because again, we've just been delighted to have you, Charisma.
2: Thank you. It's been a pleasure for me as well, and also enlightening. And it's definitely uh, made me appreciate what I've been missing in the Star Trek series. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I might actually have a first watch. And I I got a text message from Claire saying, can I send the kids over to watch with you? I'm like, bring (laughs) it, you know, Um, that would be, you know, fun. I think that would be a really great thing to do. And I bet you the stuff still holds up. Yes. I bet you a lot of the special effects and stuff hold up. And it's really funny because I do cons all over the world with those actors, you know? And and I was at the Sci-Fi Awards and and I met with um, George Takei. He only really came on my radar because of his politics, you mm-hmm. know, because that's where my focus is right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that I had been in, in, you know, Australia with him and I didn't like fangirl as I probably should have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Charisma, it has been such a pleasure having you with us all week long. All of these, these conversations have been so enriching for me. Uh, hopefully they've been for our listeners as well. Uh, so I want to thank you. Per- we want to thank you personally for being with us this week. Uh, and if you listeners out there want to watch a video of Terry reading today's quote, you can check it out on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry.
0: We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever.
1: We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at RoddenberryOfficial on Instagram.
0: Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True.
1: And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers, Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry.
0: Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham.
1: And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words.
0: Live long and prosper.